desire this morning. Amen. To be a surrendered vessel to him. Amen. One that he can come and take control of. You know, I, every time I hear that song, I think of how that Brother Branham talked about people uh, releasing themselves to the evil one, releasing themselves to the devil. And he said how the devil could come in and get a hold of them. And he said he could take possession of their mind and take possession of their hands. And they'd begin to do things they never thought they would do. They'd begin to say things they never thought they would say. He said, but then if the devil can do that to a man, he said, then what can God do to a believer? If we'll just surrender our heart to him, our mind, everything we are, we'll just give it over to him. Amen. I know the devil may have chased you in here this morning, but you'll chase him out. Amen. The devil may have his foot up on your neck, but you'll put your foot up on his neck this morning. All things are possible to them that believe. Amen. Do you love him this morning? Amen. Let's just bow our heads together before we uh, read the word this morning. How many would have a special need up on your heart today? You just like to be remembered. Hands up all over the building. Let's just invite him now to come. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we gather here this morning in your presence, Lord, Father, standing here with believers of like precious faith, Lord, knowing that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, knowing that we weren't made to be here this morning or, Lord, someone forced us or someone begged us or pulled us, but, Lord, there was something inside of our heart this morning, Lord, that we just couldn't just couldn't wait to get in your presence. We couldn't wait, Lord, to begin to feel you move among us. Lord, as we come here this morning and many hands have been raised across this building, Lord, you are the God of us all, and you know all the needs, Lord. Lord, maybe some needs would be great. Lord, maybe some small. Lord, maybe some thought their need was too big for you or maybe some fall that was too insignificant to even raise their hand but Lord we are so thankful to know this morning that you are a mindful God and Lord we know that you're here this morning to heal the sick you're here to save the lost Lord you're here to fill with the Holy Ghost you're here to destroy controlling spirits Lord and bring victory and bring liberty into the hearts of your people so Lord we ask you to come now forgive us of our failures and our shortcomings Lord and Lord may we look to you this morning as we look at your word father may you speak something to us of eternal value lord and if there would be any praise or lord any honor any glory to be had lord we'll give it all unto you father we love and thank you for these things we ask it all in the wonderful name of our lord and savior jesus christ we pray and all the believers said amen, amen. god bless you if you have your bibles this morning we'll invite you um, in the scriptures uh, to the the book there of Judges chapter 16. We greet you this morning in the name of the Lord. We certainly uh, counted an honor and a privilege to, to be here this weekend. And it's certainly an honor to be invited to speak here this weekend with Brother Danny. And we sure enjoyed last night, didn't we? I mean, that was just wonderful how that uh, Brother, Brother Danny was just speaking on that about Isaiah and a coal of fire coming up off the altar. And I believe this morning we all could use some fire. Amen. And so we sure appreciate Brother Tim and we appreciate the efforts of this youth camp. And I know that uh, some people have different ideas about youth camps, but I know they work. <laughs> Is that okay? Amen. We know that God moves here. And I, I believe that what God's done down through the years, he's not done doing it. He's still doing it here this morning. Amen. So we certainly appreciate all the efforts in the meeting here this weekend. The book of Judges chapter 16 and we'll begin reading at verse 26. I have two places I'd like to read this morning. Judges chapter 16 and verse 26. When you have your places, say amen. amen. 
The Bible said, And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were there or there were upon the roof about three thousand men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, up the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all of his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were, that were more than they which he slew in his life. Also, I'd like to read Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. We thank the Lord for the reading of his word this morning. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. The Bible says this, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. May the Lord this morning add the blessing to the reading of his word as you have your seats this morning. I want to speak to you for a few moments if the Lord would help us today. And if I would title it, I would like to speak to you upon catching the vision of possibility. Catching the vision of possibility. You know, I believe it's a privilege this morning to be here in this meeting. I believe it's a privilege to be gathered together with believers of like precious faith and to be gathered around the message of the hour. You know, there's nothing as strong or there's no greater force upon the face of the earth this morning than this message. And I don't believe that this message is just a book. I don't believe it's just a picture. I, I don't believe it's just a certain cliche that we use, but I believe the message is Christ this morning. And you know, when Brother Branham tells us that when we gather together, he said there's got to be a purpose of why you're gathering. He said there's got to be a goal of why you're gathering together. I don't believe that God has called us from different places and all over the world to be here this weekend without calling us here for a purpose. You know that last night was a wonderful service and how God moved among us and how God spoke to our hearts and how things took place. But you know, this morning that service is now history. We must not look back, but we must look forward this morning. And I want to just say that right now is your hour. Right now is your time. Right, right now is your season. You know, last night is gone and today is a new day. And may I say this, that now is the time to get down to business with God. I don't believe that we should take this camp and just use it as just a, a fun place. But I think we ought to set a goal in front of us. And I think we ought to work towards that goal. Can you say amen? I think we ought to press towards that goal. You know, if you come here with a sickness in your body, how many believes he's a healer? If you come here with a bondage in your heart, how many believes he's a deliverer this morning? So I think we ought to set a goal in front of us this morning. I'm going to leave here healed. 
I'm going to leave here delivered. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to reach the goal. And when God reveals that to your heart, that's not the time to back off. And that's not the time to let the devil begin to have his way. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to press and you're going to have to fight over these things. But if you're willing, I guarantee you God is willing to get down to business with you. Brother Branham tells us that when we come in a meeting, he said, we'll never leave that meeting the same. He said, we'll either leave better or we'll leave worse. And you know, there is never a man that has ever met God that has remained in the same condition that he was when he met God. He's either left better or he's left worse. And I say this morning, we're not going to leave here worse, but we're going to leave here better. We're not going to leave here with more unbelief, but we're going to leave here with more faith. Can you say amen? You know, when a man meets God and God begins to deal with that man and God begins to do something for that man, I'll tell you that sometimes you get emotional about it. Amen. Sometimes something takes over in your heart and you begin to want to praise God with everything within you. And let's just go ahead this morning and say this. We're not here to put the brakes on. We're here to take the brakes off. We're not here to let the devil control us. We're here to control the devil. You know, some may say, well, if the word is being preached, that's... That's not the time to respond. That, that's not the time to receive something from God, but that's just the devil lying to you. When, when, when a word or when a promise of God becomes real to you, amen, that's the time to respond. That's the time to move forward. You know, some say, well, God is not emotional and, and God is not acting like that. But let me tell you this. Every person he ever touched got emotional. Every person ever come in contact with him, they experienced something that changed them. You know, I don't believe this morning we've got to accept the devil's excuses. I don't believe we've got to accept the devil's excuses of, well, we're too tired or, well, we're too young or, well, we're too feeble or, well, we're too worthless. Amen. Let's just go ahead this morning and tell the devil we're not going to accept your excuses. Amen. We're not going to accept your lies. You know, amen. We're not going to accept the box of rattlesnakes that Satan would try to deliver to our heart this morning. Amen. I believe there's some exit signs here this morning. So let's just just go ahead and show the devil where he's got to go. He's got to go out of here. He's not going to stay here. He's not going to hold us. He's not going to control us. Amen. We have a promise this morning that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And you know the devil will begin to come to us while the word is going forth and how Satan will begin to pull out all of his tricks and he'll, he'll use different tricks that he's used for years. He'll, he'll pull one out and say, well, the preacher's just preaching at me. Well, the preacher's just aiming all that at me or, or that man has preconceived ideas of me. But Rem said in a message one time, he said, I think that in speaking, I don't just try to get up here to say something that I think would please the people. He said, I've never been guilty of that. He said, I want to get up here and say something as I feel led to say it. He said that I think would be a help to you, something that would further your experience with God. If you are a Christian, he said, and if you're not a Christian, it would make you so ashamed of yourself that you will be become a Christian. He said, that's the purpose I've always tried to line my thoughts up with is Lord lead me. You see this morning we've got to have an experience. Amen. We, 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 we've got to go further with God. We can't go so far and stop. We've got to keep on going. Amen. Some may be justified here and never been sanctified. You got to keep going. Some may be sanctified and never receive the Holy Ghost. You got to keep going. Let me just tell you this morning, don't settle. Amen. For anything short 
of the old-fashioned baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Don't settle for anything short than an experience with Jesus Christ. You see, God has not called you here this weekend to hand you a second-hand experience. He's not called you here this weekend, amen, to hand you something, amen, that's worn out and something that has no power, amen, but the same God that moved here 30 years ago is the same God that is moving here this morning, amen, his power is not changed, his power is not weakened, he's still the all-powerful God, amen, I believe this morning there's some of us that's going to leave here with an experience in our hearts, you know, we've not come here this morning, I'm just laying a foundation, then we'll take off, is that okay, amen, we've not come here this morning just to see each other, but we've come here to see him, we've not come here to perform or, or to see who's the greatest or to see who's the best among us or who can sing the best. We've come here for one purpose and that is that the devil's kingdom has got to come down. Brother Branham said we've gathered here for a purpose. He said to burn every bridge that's behind us and to make every sin right. He said now we're coming into this with all of our hearts and our lives. He said we must come here for the sole purpose of getting our souls ready for the coming of the Lord and for no other purpose. You know, Brother Branham told us one time that's the way Noah did. He spoke to God and when he spoke to God, God spoke back to Noah. Amen. I'll tell you this weekend, if you'll begin to speak to God, God will begin to speak back to you. If you will begin to express your heart to God, God will begin to express his heart to you. And the devil become, be, begin to come along and begin to say, well, it's just a bunch of fanaticism or, or, well, it's just a bunch of this. He said, now Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. He said, they'll call it fanatical religion. He said, they'll say people's living holy and there's claiming there's something coming from above. He said, we believe it. He said, but it's not water. Amen. In the days of Noah, they were looking for water to fall. Amen. And they were called fanatics because they were looking for water to fall. He said, now today we're looking for something to come from above. He said, but we're not looking for water. He said, we're looking for an old-fashioned outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. Let me say this morning, church, get your eyes off your problems. Get your eyes off your situation. Get your eyes off your circumstances. Get your eyes off of things that's trying to hold you back and realize the same God that poured himself out in the upper room is the same God that is here to pour himself out this weekend. He said, look, they're calling them crazy. He said, but they're not stopping. They're believing. He said, from the fountain that's filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. He said, we're sinners pledged beneath the flood. There they lose all their guilty stain. He said, now power and glory flows out of that fountain upon them. And this church, when he died, he rose on Easter morning and he cut a hole all the way through the side of glory to let the glory fall down on his church. Do you believe this morning that's his desire is to pour his glory out upon this meeting? Can we all agree on that? Then if that's his desire, I promise you he will fulfill his word. He said, let the glory fall down. He said, let it be another day of Pentecost. He said, it fell then, and it's fallen this morning. He said, it's been falling ever since, and we believe that with all of our hearts. We believe the Holy Ghost still moves. We believe the Holy Ghost still saves. 
Brother Adam says one thing you've got to do is you've got to build that platform for Jesus Christ to come. He said and perform his wonderful works. He said when he comes, he will begin to change the individual that he's coming to. And message what it takes to overcome all unbelief. He said, oh, listen this week. And I want you to catch this. He said, oh, listen this week. Listen here for the voice of God to speak to you. It'll change you. He said it'll take all the doubt out of your mind knowing the Lord Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when we see him come into the meetings and begin to do the things that he did when he was here on the earth. I just love that. You realize that God is going to do things this weekend that he did when he was here on the earth? Do you realize the same God that stood there at the woman at the well whose life was in shambles, whose past was terrible, whose reputation was awful, the same God that stood there and knew her heart and knew everything she had been through and knew ever ever since she had committed. Is anybody going to help me preach this morning? Knew everything about her. It's the same God that is standing in this building this weekend. He knows everything about you. He knows your high places. He knows your low places. He knows your stumbling blocks. He knows everything about you this weekend. That's the God that is here. Oh, there's another thing I like about that. There was a predestinated seed that was on the inside of that vessel. Amen. Though that vessel be in a terrible condition, though that vessel be in an embarrassing situation, that did not change the seed that was laying on the inside of her. And I say this morning, there is a seed that is on the inside of your heart. And there's only one thing that needs to to happen is the same sun that shone over her is to pass through this building and it will quicken that seed can you say amen this morning he said oh he'll come and do the same thing that he did then he said that's something that'll change you and he said when you see it you'll start saying yes God that's exactly what the scripture says the word by word go home he said take your bible reason it out and see if it search through the scriptures has to come from Genesis to Revelation he said then that's exactly your promise and when you hear God it'll change you it'll give you faith to believe he said them crippled hands will come loose those legs will come loose that cancer will vanish away those blind eyes will open those things that God has promised will be made manifested somebody say manifested will be made manifested so it's not just God's desire that we would come here with expectation but it's God's desire that he would manifest our expectation now sometimes I know we get a lot of expectation and we're really excited expecting we're really expecting and there's nothing wrong with that but the devil don't mind it as long as you sit there expecting the devil don't mind you to come in here this morning and fold your arms and say well I'm expecting the devil don't mind you sleep through this service and wake up and say well I'm still expecting the devil don't mind that but what the devil minds is when you get down to business with God when you begin to say devil I'm not going to sleep I'm not going to text I'm not going to look out there and see what's going on but I'm going to get my eyes on the promise of victory that's before me. I'm going to get my eyes on the promise of deliverance that's before me. I'm going to get my eyes on what God has got for me. Then he will begin to pour down and he will begin to manifest your heart. Oh, he said, when a world has weaned away from the things of God, he said, but we're standing here tonight for a man to come and step on the platform. 
Amen. If you go hear any of the tapes of Brother Branham, you know what you're going to hear? You're going to hear him building a platform. He is going to build a platform that Jesus Christ can step on that platform and begin to change people's lives. You know, when God speaks, there's there's three things he's going to give us. When he speaks, he's going to give us faith. He said he's going to give us ambition, and he's going to give us a purpose. Now, I didn't share notes with Brother Danny, and he didn't share notes with me. Amen. When God speaks, he's going to give us faith. He's going to give us ambition, and he's going to give us purpose. Can you say amen? He said, now, when God speaks to a man, when God speaks to a man, when God calls a man, he speaks to the man. He gives him faith to do it, to accomplish or to achieve what his purpose in life is and what God has called him to do. You see, God does not call the equipped, but he equips the called. Can you say amen? He does not call the equipped, but he equips the called. And I tell you this morning, church, you may sit there and feel like you're not one bit equipped. You may feel like you don't have one human ability. You're in the perfect place for God to use you. You're in the perfect place, amen, for God to put a sword in your hand and begin to destroy Philistines. I'm going somewhere. Stay awake and stay with me. He said, how are the mighty things being done that we are seeing? And and how are these mighty things going to happen this week? He said, I don't know the mechanics of it. He said, but I know he will do it. He said, I can't explain it. I can't put two and two together. He said, but I know he's going to do it. Amen. Can we just have a vote right here and say, I know he's going to do it. How many would agree with me this morning? He is going to heal the sick. He is going to save the lost. He is going to raise the spiritually dead. He is going to destroy demons of pornography. He is going to destroy demons of lust. He is going to destroy insecurities. He is going to destroy strong powers. He is the mighty God. Brother Branham said, I get on an airplane. He said, when I get on that airplane, he said, I don't go up there and say, hey, pilot, how you doing? Before we take off, he said, if I'm getting on a plane or if I'm getting on a ship, he said, I don't go up there and say, now, now, how do you scope out the earth? And how do you check all the props? And give me all the mechanics of how this plane will operate. He said, if we come into a time of a storm, what will it do? How much power do you have? How, how high can you climb? He said, all the mechanics, I don't ask all those things. I know the ship went across with someone else. Oh, glory. I know the ship went across with someone else. Oh, this same ship you're up on this morning is the same ship that Abraham was on. It's the same ship that Jacob was on. It's the same ship that Rahab, glory to God, that Rahab was on. It's the same ship that you're on this morning. And if this ship got them safely home, brother, rest assured, it's not going to fail. The engine is not going to stop. We're not going to run into a storm that's got the power to sink this ship if God said we're going to the other side brother you better believe we're going to the other side if God said we're going to take a rapture you better believe we're going to take a rapture if God said somebody was going to get the Holy Ghost you better believe somebody is going to get the Holy Ghost all things are possible to them that believe I don't know how he does it. I just know he does it. I don't know how he heals cancer. I just know he does it. Can you say amen? We can't explain the mechanics of it, but we got the dynamics of it. 
He said, all the mechanics, I don't ask all those things. I don't ask about the storms. If the ship went across with someone else, it'll go across with me. Glory. He said, so I just climb aboard and get me a seat and sit down. He said, it's up to the pilot to see that it gets there. You see, you can sit there this weekend and you can try to figure out how all these things are going to happen and it'll be Sunday morning. You'll be packing up and getting on the bus before you know it and you still won't have what you need from God. Or right now, you can cast down the spirit of reasoning. Right now, you can tear down the devil's devil's altar of unbelief that he's trying to lay you on. Right now, you can say, this is my weekend. I I can't explain it, Lord. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't see how you're going to get me through this hardship. I don't see how you're going to get me through this situation that I thought I would never face. But, Lord, I'm putting my hand in your hand this morning. And I know if you've got others through, you'll see me through. Brother Bram said when he comes in, he said, and you begin to hear that word. You begin to hear that word on divine healing. All the mechanics are there. He said, I can tell you the mechanics are there. Somebody else can tell you they're not. He said, but when you know they're there, he said, then you know the connection has been made. Nothing else matters. Watch this now. He said, I just take a hold of the promise, accept it, and say, Lord, it is so. Now, Brother said that true conviction is something that we all need. But let me just say it this way. True conviction will lead to true conversion. Brother Branham spoke of a preacher one time that went into a town and he held this big old meeting and my, he preached to thousands. And Brother Branham said he'd come back a few years later, said he couldn't find 30, said he couldn't find none of them. He said he went back some later, he, sometime later and he was really tore up. He said, now he told the people, I can't find none of the conversions. Brother said, see, that's the problem. He said he got them to a conversion without a conviction. So they, 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 they got converted by just saying, well, I believe the Lord Jesus and I believe he died for my sins. I, I so love what Brother Danny said last night. This message has brought him off of a cross. Is that okay? This message has brought him out of a baby in a manger. This message has showed us that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God of us this morning. Notice here, he said he went back sometime later, just had conversions. He said, if the word is preached in power and in demonstration and the word begins to get into that conscience, he said, it'll begin to prick it. Now, remember, said, don't tell me it don't work. Acts 2.36, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Look at what this word prick means. It means to pierce the mind sharply. Let me just go ahead and tell you, I didn't come here to make devils comfortable this morning. I didn't come here to play with spirits this morning. We ain't got time to play with devils. Come on, friends. It's time to stir the nest up. When the word begins to pierce your heart and the word begins to pierce that conscience, that's not the time to say, well, I'll go home and I'll put all these spirits under control and I'll live a little bit higher. Listen, friends, if the desire is still there, the desire's got to be destroyed. We, we, We try to control things and before long we realize they're controlling us. 
he said, notice it begins to, to agitate or it begins to, begins to move up on the heart, begins to move into the conscience, amen, begins to move in the mind. He said, and something begins to take place in there. Lord, I need to move up higher. Lord, I need to move up closer. Where I'm at is not all right. There are higher heights and there are deeper depths in God. Then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call and with many words did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received the word were baptized. Can you say amen? Then they that gladly received the word were baptized and the same day were added to them 3,000 souls. So the devil's going to come in and the devil's going to begin to pull and try to stop that conviction from coming over your heart. He's going to try to stop that spirit of sorrow, try to stop that spirit of repentance, try to stop that spirit of, re, of, of remission to want to get right with God. But don't let the devil stop it. If it's coming across the pulpit that it's wrong and the word identifies it's wrong and you know it's wrong, then it's wrong. Now, it may get tight here for a minute, but put your seatbelt on. We'll get through it. Is that okay? What was wrong 20 years ago is still wrong this morning. What was sin 20 years ago is still sin this morning. I don't care what form it comes in. I don't care what devil changes. Now, now, come on, friends. Amen. If somebody comes to your door and they're dressed in rags and their clothes are falling apart and they ain't bathed in three weeks and they smell awful and they walk up to your door and they knock on your door and say, hey, would you like to buy this product? It'll do this, it'll do that. Now, because of their appearance, you're automatically going to say, get away from here. What do you want? What, you want money? What do you want? Because of their appearance, amen, you're going to shoo them away. Is that a good word to use? Yeah. Shoo. Shoo. Say it with me. Shoo. Okay, shoo. You're going to shoo them away. Right? Now, let that same guy go home and take a shower and put a suit on and let him come back to your door with the same product because he has changed his appearance you're going to give him a little bit more time than you would give him before you're going to begin to say well now because he changed his appearance but he did not change the product he was trying to give you let me tell you something friends the devil is going to do everything he can to get you to buy what he's trying to sell if he's got to come in the name of religion he will if he's got to come in the name of I'm a message believer he will but the same God that discerned the devil out there is the same God that is discerning the devil out here this morning just because he changes his form or changes his appearance doesn't mean he's changed what he's trying to give you come on friends amen just because a message preacher says it's okay to wear shorts doesn't mean the bible does come on friends amen just because the deacon's wife is wearing makeup young girls don't mean you've got to just because the devil has now come in the name of what you claim to believe doesn't mean it's right. It was sin then. It's sin this morning. Can you say amen? 
He said, watch, you've got to realize that when that spirit begins to come, the devil's going to begin to try to soothe your conscience. He's going to begin to try to tell you you're okay. And when the spirit of conviction begins to move, that's when the problem God said you watch people, they get real nervous. They get real nervous. Hey, let me say it this way this morning. The devil's nervous. The devil is nervous this morning. Can we just preach for a minute? You, you, you the one this morning thinking the devil, amen, is bigger and badder and stronger and got more force and more power than you got. But if you could see in the regions of hell this morning, the demons are knocking their knees. The devils are shaking. They're nervous this morning. They said, oh God, how many times have we been defeated at Dry Creek? How many times has the Holy Ghost begin to fall and young people begin to get saved and they begin to get changed? The devil is nervous this morning. Hell is shaking this morning. Oh, let the devils howl. Let the spirits holler. Let the devil come against us. But all of God is with us and all of God is behind us this morning. There is a force in here that's a whole lot stronger than the force of reasoning. There's a force in here. I'm just going to preach this morning. There's a force in this building that's a whole lot stronger than the force of sin. It's stronger than the force of fear. It's stronger than all the forces of hell. The same God that has defeated the devil before is the same God that is here this morning to defeat him again. But Ram said, when true conviction begins to move, he said, I do not believe in these dried confessions. Now, bear with me. Brother Daniel will be here tonight. Go down a sinner, come up a sinner. Well, Brother Andrew, somebody told me altar calls ought to be gone. Somebody told me God don't move at altars no more. Somebody told me God don't act that way no more. But I'll show you where he put it in. You show me where God took it out. But Rem said these young teenagers coming to, to the altar, chomping, chewing gum. Oh, God. Chomping, chewing gum, talking back and forth. He said, what is it? It's a sign there's not been a real conviction. There's just been a moving upon the flesh or a moving upon the emotion. But listen, friends, if we're ever going to leave here different, it's got to go beyond the flesh. It's got to go beyond the spirit. It's got to pierce that soul that's on the inside of you. Fifty years ago, they debated the, the scripture in Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. They debated that for years. said, But just the other day, science proved that there is a compartment in a man's heart called a soul. And he said, that's where the man thinks. Listen, friends, this is not trying to work your emotions up. This is not trying to change your emotions. Real conviction leads to real conversion. You see, when there's real conversion, there'll be a hunger and a thirst inside of your soul. David said there is a deep that is calling on the deep. They're longing in their heart for more of God. So if there is a longing in your heart for more of God, then there's got to be more of God somewhere for you to have. You may not even know why you're here this weekend. You, you, you may just think, well, I'm here because I wanted to come and, and well, I'm just going to sit here and endure the services. Oh, I know that spirit. Well, let's just endure the services till the fellowship time. 
You see, there was a boy one time that was at home, was on the back porch, eating the pedals off of a bicycle. Went to school and was eating the erasers off of a pencil. The doctors looked at him and said the reason he's doing that is because there's a sulfur that is lacking in his body. Can I preach this morning? There is a sulfur that is lacking in his body. He said, so that sulfur inside of him, glory, begin to pull him to the sulfur in the bicycle pedal. Begin to pull him, are you hearing me, to the sulfur in the pencil. Let me tell you something. That little boy didn't sit down and pull out that, that, that pencil and say, how did I end up with two handkerchiefs? <laughs> Praise the Lord. He didn't pull out that, that pedal and say, oh my, sulfur inside of me needs sulfur in this. And this chemical and this reaction is going to mix together now. He didn't even know why he was eating it. Oh, glory. He didn't even know why he was eating it. But there was something on the inside of him that knew more about himself than he knew about himself. He couldn't prove sulfur was in there, but the call that was on the inside of his heart was the evidence that there was sulfur to be had. And I say this morning, church, you may not know why there's a pull inside of your heart to hear this message. You may not know why there's a pull, amen, not to satisfy and be a mossback message believer. But I say this morning, there is a deep that is calling to the deep. And at the noise of thy water spout, I will answer to thee, O oh God. If there is a God that is calling to you and your soul, there is a God somewhere to answer the call. May I say the God that is calling you is here this morning. He's in this building this morning. He's not just calling you without giving you something to satisfy the call. There's a satisfying portion, Brother Him said, that the Lord Jesus is allotted for all of us. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask, and it shall be given you. Amen. Ask. You got to open your mouth. Hand claps are good. Nods are okay. But amens are perfect. Well, that went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> but it's the truth anyhow. Amen. The Bible doesn't... How did I get on this? The Bible doesn't say in Ezra that they all clapped their hands and blessed the Lord. All the people nodded and blessed the Lord. The Bible said they all said amen. amen. You see, when you say amen, you're identifying yourself with what you're hearing. Amen. amen. <laughs> That's a good place to say it. When you hear the word, amen means so be it. That's the end. There's no more question. That's the finish. Oh, can I rehearse something to you this morning? When the minister stands behind the pulpit and said God is a healer, that's a good place for him. When the minister says God's a deliverer, that's a good place for him. When the minister says Hebrews 13, 8 is the truth, that's a good place for him. Oh, come on, church. When the Spirit of God begins to move and people begin to respond to the call of God, that's a good place for him. Amen. That feels pretty good. Amen. The devil don't like it, but amen. The devil don't want to hear it, but amen. The devil wants you to sit there with your mouth closed, looking like a church house mouse, but I don't know. 
I'm not gonna sit there like that as long as I've got a voice, as long as I feel a pull on the inside of my heart. You better believe I'm going to say amen. I'm going to respond to the trouble of the water. I'm going to respond to the pull of my God and my soul. Brother Ram said, you want to know what my, inex- my, my estimation of the Lord Jesus is? He is the inexhaustible fountain of life. Well, Brother Andrew, you, you see, uh, I would say amen, but we got service tonight. And I don't want to run out. And then we got two tomorrow. And I just don't want to wear God out. You don't want to wear God out, but you let the devil wear you out. Somebody make sense of that for me, please. I don't want to wear God out. I don't want to break free out of this mold. I don't want to break free out of this tradition. I come here with one motive this morning. That is to make sure the devil falls over with a heart attack. Scare him to death this weekend. Oh, scare him to death. You see, he's been working for a long time to get you here. He's let you come on and he's let you get this far. And the whole time he's putting weight up on top of weight, up on top of weight on your shoulder. And you're packing heavy weights. You ain't got no business packing. And you're carrying burdens. You ain't got no business carrying. You're carrying insecurities and complexes and fears and scars and hurts and failures of generations before you. But I say this morning, I'm looking for a Shamgar. I'm looking for a David. I'm looking for a Moses. I'm looking for a son of God. And has met God on the backside of the desert and is willing to stand up and take the devil and pull him down. Get under my feet. Get below me, devil. Satan, you are defeated. The devil is a liar. He was a liar yesterday. He's a liar today. He'll be a liar tomorrow. Jesus Christ is alive and well. And he's here in this building. And he's alive this morning. Oh, shake the devil off this morning. Somebody shake the devil off. Somebody kick the devil off this morning. Somebody begin to move with the power of God. Put him down. He don't belong in your mind. He don't belong in your heart. He don't belong in your family. He don't belong in your church. He belongs under your feet. Oh, let me tell you something. The devil hates me and I hate him. And there ain't no love lost. Come on, church. He was a liar yesterday. I remind him as a liar today. Oh, you're catching the vision then. I think I just stomped that with my shoe. You're catching a vision. Brother said, what's happening? Blessings are going up. Sorry. Praises are going up. Blessings are coming down. Brother said a message, Power of Transformation, 1965. He said, you wonder what you're feeling. He said, you wonder this feeling. Let me just stop here for a minute and give that old devil of no praise and no emotion and no worship in God a black eye. My prophet told me when God saw me from before the foundation of the world, he saw me in Laodicea rejoicing. 
He saw you in Laodicea rejoicing. Then where do we get? We got to be down and depressed and discouraged and defeated all the time. When the devil comes to you and tells you this weekend, brother, you ain't got no right to stand up. Sis, you ain't got no right to raise your hand. Brother, you ain't got no right to clap your hands. You're in Laodicea. You've got to accept the Laodicean spirit. Let me give you a little word of encouragement, okay? Look the devil in the face and say, devil, I'm just doing what my father saw me doing. He didn't see me crying. He didn't see me sad. He didn't see me depressed. He didn't see me broken. He didn't see me left alone. He said, I am the God that will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. Oh, come on, church. When that revelation begins to strike your heart, it's time to reach up. Remember, said, you feel these things bouncing against you? He said, you wonder what it is? He said, the songs of Zion. Glory had begun to be sung. He said, and your father is hearing them. He said, so what you're feeling bouncing against you is the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory. I tell you this morning, church, if I was a devil, I'd done been on the first train out of Dry Creek, Louisiana. Because there's nothing he can do to stop God this weekend. There's nothing that the devil can do to stop God this weekend. I serve a God that told Jairus, I am coming to your house to heal your daughter. And a foot runner told Jairus, your daughter is dead. But the bad report of the doctor didn't stop the mighty conqueror. The bad report of the doctor, y'all just leave me alone. I'll have a spell by myself. The bad report of the doctor didn't stop the mighty conqueror. I tell you this morning, accumulate all your reports, all your bad reports, all your troubles, and remember this one thing. If death couldn't stop Jairus' daughter from coming up, then nothing is going to stop God from coming to you. If your name is on his calendar, if your name is on his schedule, he will get to you. If he's got to kick devils out of the way, he will. If he's got to kick cold, formal, religious devils out of the way, he will. Whatever he's got to do, he will do it until he gets to you. Brother Bram said, oh, here's Jacob. Bad handkerchief. Jacob, another character, he was caught between two occasions. He had done some mean things, some sneaky little tricks to his father-in-law Laban. He was running from his father-in-law, going back home to mama. And when he come to find out, here come his brother. And he had done some dirty little tricks too, was coming to meet him with an army. Just remember, he says, your sins find you out. And by the way, I got my timer on too. (laughs) And then Jacob, all disturbed and all perplexed and in trouble, set his wives across the little brook and went back on the other side. Hear me this morning. In an unexpected place, in an unexpected time, he met God in an unexpected way. Oh, glory to God. In an unexpected time, in an unexpected place, in an unexpected way, he met the God that is unchangeable. 
He said the main thing was that Jacob had had dreams and visions and so forth. He could lay his hand on something and say it's God. He was able to hold it until the blessing came. He was able to hold on to it until the blessing came. He said, oh, if we could do that, if we could find a spot where we could see God. Whether it's in his word, wherever it is, and recognize it's God and hold on until the blessing comes. I want you to do something right now, okay? First of all, I want you to nod at me. You're awake. Okay, good. Now, I want you to tell the devil, get behind me. Now, I want you to reach out and get a hold of that goal that God put before you. Whatever it is you're going to get from God, I want you to get a hold of it this morning and put a death grip on it. And don't you turn it loose until you shout all the way back to Tennessee or Kentucky or Ohio or wherever you came from and wave it in the devil's face and say, you couldn't stop me from getting it and you're not going to take it from me. You couldn't stop me from getting the Holy Ghost and you're not going to take it from me. You couldn't stop me from getting healed and you're not going to... Blessed be the name of the Lord. If the devil can stop you from getting it, then he's not going to take it from you. If the devil can stop you from fighting over that fear and fighting over that depression and receiving what God's got for you, he's not going to take it from you, brother. You may have to fight, but fight. You may have to sweat, so sweat. You may have to cry, so cry. But whatever you do, get a hold of it and don't turn it loose. turn it loose this morning oh that devil's going to come he's going to tell you you didn't get nothing last night come on man if I got a quarter and Josh has got a penny I'm not going to rob Josh I got more than he's got I'm going to find somebody that's got a dollar if the devil's going to rob somebody, he ought to find somebody that's worth robbing. Come on, church. And the trick the devil used on you is he said you didn't get nothing. So then why is he coming to you? Why is he trying to do glory to God? Why is he trying to take it away from you if you didn't get anything? Because he's a liar. He's a bluff. He's a devil. He's a tormentor. He's a mind battle. He's defeated this morning. He's a Lord of God. He is defeated this morning. I see you've got something that the devil didn't give you, and the devil can't take it away from you. If he gave you the Holy Ghost, the devil didn't give it to you, and he can't take it away from you. Come on, Jacob. Come on, Jacob. Get a hold of your blessing this morning. Wrestle it out with the angel until you leave changed. Until you leave changed and charged by the power of God. Catch a vision. Can I have a few more minutes? Them timers don't work. It never goes off. Another story, another time. Catch a vision. Quit sitting there. I don't like that. I didn't care. I didn't ask you. Catch a vision. 
Realize who you are. You're not serpent seed. Well, Brother Andrew, I've crossed the line. I've done crossed the line. There's no coming back for me. Is there a God pulling at you? Will you answer my question this morning? Is there a God pulling at your heart? How many will agree there's a God that's pulling at you? Let me say it this way. We've, all, we've always heard, and I believe with all of my heart, that man never seeks God. That's right. When man falls in a fallen condition, he never goes seeking for God. God comes seeking him. But my Bible says in Hebrews 11 that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. And Brother Brandon preached an entire message called Seeking After Jesus. So let me tell you this. If Brother Tim is on this campground somewhere, and I'm on this campground somewhere, and Brother Tim's got a, a bone to pick with me, we're just joking, okay? And I, maybe not. Okay. Brother Tim's got $100 for me, and he's trying to find me. Thank you, buddy. I know he's got that hundred dollars. Let me tell you something. If you get two people seeking each other, they're going to find each other. If you get two people on fire seeking each other, oh, don't sit there. You know it's the truth. If you get two people hungry and thirsty to find God and they get to hunting, let me tell you something. This is a big old campground, but I guarantee you, Brother Tim's got $100 for me, and I know it. If I've got to turn over cars, flip over buildings, and pull up power plants, I'm going to find Tim Pruitt because I know he's got something for me. I don't have $100 for you this morning, but I got the promise of deliverance. I got the promise of the Holy Ghost. I got the promise of a rapture. I got the promise of a body change. I've got a message that ain't got no seals on it, but the seals have done been tore off. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. He's here this morning. He's hunting you. He's seeking you. Will you get up out of that broken condition and say, Devil, I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to find the God that is drawing at me. He's drawing at you. He's pulling at you. He's tugging at your heart. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to get weak. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to give it all I've got. We don't know the word quit. We don't know the word stop. We've been called for a time such as this. We've been chosen. Oh, let's just go ahead and face it. This message found you. This message found you. You didn't claim this message. This message claimed you. Is that all right? Jacob got a hold of it. The devil don't want you to catch a vision this morning. Because if you catch a vision, you might catch on fire. What is more easy? Probably not good grammar. But it's the truth anyhow. For the devil to deal with. Somebody like this. Amen. 
Seriously. Seriously. Another prayer line. Seriously. Another song. Come on, man. Don't you know? We don't need all that. It's funny. People know what, how to preach. I ain't ever preached a sermon in their lives. Come on. Man, come on. Dude, did you see the way you was acting in there? You was jumping up and down. You was hollering. You was carrying on. And that crazy, tall, lanky, ugly, sweating preacher. And you was excited about that. A real son of God says, I wasn't excited about the preacher. I wasn't excited about the singing. I wasn't excited about nothing but the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ that was filling that building, that was changing those hearts, that was destroying those shackles, that was bringing down those kingdoms of the devil. That's the only thing I was worrying about. God's called you here this weekend. Let me, let me try to bring this to a close. God's called you here this weekend. You realize that you're here in the middle of nowhere? If you don't believe me, go look at your phone and see if you got cell service. You're in the middle of nowhere. But you realize God calls his children to retreats in the middle of nowhere? He called Elijah to a retreat under a juniper tree. He called Jonah to a retreat in the belly of a whale. Glory. God's called you to a retreat this weekend. I'm sorry. This ain't Dry Creek no more. It's Living Waters. God has called you to a retreat this morning. Do you realize that there is angels on guard in this building? But remember, said when Elijah needed a retreat, he called him under a tree. You hear me? When Elijah needed a retreat, he called him to a tree. He said, now I've got the best of angels. But remember, said he looked over all those angels. Brother, he said, come here that's got the softest hands. And come here that's the best cook. Woo, glory. Good time. I'm about to stop at lunchtime, isn't it? Come here that's got the softest hands. An angel, come here that's the best cook. Because I got a servant down there that is weary and tired and worn out. He's had to battle Jezebel. He's had to battle Ahab. He's had to fight for every inch of ground. He's had to fight for every inch of ground to get to where he's at this morning. Oh, can we just preach for a minute? How many can testify you know this hasn't come easy? But you fought to get here. The devil didn't want you this weekend, but you fought to get here. Come here. Go down there and rub his brow. Fix him up some good food. Get him strength. Get him charged. Give him a retreat. Brother Ram said what was happening? Angels was on every guard. Angels are ministering spirits sent forth from the presence of God. Can I tell you something this morning? There's angels here. The angel of the Lord. I got to reading that one day because we've always said angels of the Lord are encamped about those that fear him. But I read Psalm 34 one day and it said, the angel of the Lord is encamped about those that fear his name. 
that I went back and started tracking that angel of the Lord. It was the same angel of the Lord that was with Israel when the Red Sea was before him and Pharaoh's army was behind him. It was the same angel of the Lord that met the pillar, that met Paul on the backside of the death, on the backside of the road of Damascus. Amen. It was the same angel of the Lord that Brother Tim testified last night that commissioned William Branham on the Ohio River, 1933. Oh, I'm not gonna leave in Jeffersonville. I'm gonna bring it to Living Waters this morning. It's the same angel that is in this building this morning. The same angel that appeared before is appearing here this morning. I say this morning, we've got an ambition. Can you say amen? Watch this now. I'm going to close on this. Judges 16, we find Samson. What was Samson in? He was in a terrible condition. He lost his vision. Job lost his vision on an ash heap. Isn't it something? That it's always our lowest times that we start losing the vision. Isn't it something it's our hard times that we start losing the vision? Oh, I got to tell the devil one more thing. It wasn't us keeping the vision. It was the vision keeping us. was God that got a hold of you. Is this okay? It was God that got a hold of you. Come on, friends. And God, his grip is not a slippery grip. He don't pick up something and drop it the next day. But when he fastens himself to you, it don't matter what you go through. It don't matter what you face. It don't matter what hardship comes your way. It don't matter what tragedy, what devastation, what hurt comes your way. When Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, has laid his hand on you. Oh, I know there's people here. We've all tried to run from God. Take your halos down. We've all tried to run from God. We've all said this is too hard. We can't do it. We can't make it. We throw up our hands and quit. We've everyone been there. But let me tell you the reason why you're here this morning. Let me tell you the reason why you're here this morning. Is because it wasn't me that got a hold of God. It was God that got a hold of me. You see, I can't stand here and tell Brother Michael. That is your name, right? Brother Michael. Thank you, buddy. Let's go on. I can't say, Michael, turn loose of me. Michael, turn loose of me. Brother Michael, turn loose of me. He can't because I got a hold of him. Oh, are you hearing me this morning? Let that revelation strike your heart this morning. This is what God's doing to you. He's got a hold of you. He said he will lead you. He will guide you. He will provide for you. And where God goes, you go. If you if he goes to a mountain, you go with him. If you go through a trial, he goes with you. Come on, friends. I'm talking about a God that don't get a hold of you today to drop you tomorrow. Let me just tell you how far he's brought you. He brought you through justification. He brought you through sanctification. He's bringing the Holy Ghost. And hear me this morning, devil. He's going to lead me in a rapture. 
He's going to lead me out of here. The same God that's got a hold of me this morning will never turn me loose. He will never let me down. He said I will turn water into wine. Come on, musicians. He's got a hold of us this morning. House of hell, go ahead and give way. He's here. He's here this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God be for me, then who can be against me? Had it not been for the Lord that was on our side. Come on, friends. Can I borrow you one more, ten, more minute? We're not going to run again. He's not the God. How many knows that this God knows the end from the beginning? How many knows he knows every step of your journey? How many knows you can trust him? In the good times. In the hard times. In the bad times. In the hurtful times. In the sad times. He's, let me just give you the best illustration I can. He's not the God that's leading you. Like this. And then looks ahead and sees this great old big mountain of woods. And Wait just a second. Mountain of woods. And briars. And hard times. And says, now come on. I'm going to lead you right up there to it. And then I'm going to jump over here. And now when you get to it, go on through it yourself and see if you can make a way. He's there when you're shouting at camp. And he's there when you're crying in your bedroom. He's there when you're shouting in the hallway. Hallelujah. He's there when you feel like you can run over a troop and leap over a wall. He's there when you feel like the wall is on you. He has made you a promise. I am the God that never changes. I will never leave you. What is impossible to man is possible for God. Thank you, buddy. He will lead you. He will guide you through all the way. Samson. Samson set in a terrible condition in the, in the middle of a big old sports arena. While he was in that sports arena, they were drunk and revelry and all kinds of immoral and, and terrible things was going on. And Samson sat there. Glory to God. Maybe like some of us are sitting here this morning with all the world looking at him, making fun of him. This great man that used to be feared because the mention of his name is now become a laughing stock. His eyes have been poked out. He's got a little boy leading him around. But there was something about them pillars. Glory. Let me tell you something. There's a God that can shake the pillars of the temple. And there's a God that you can get a hold of that can shake you. He can shake that old cold feeling off of you. He can shake that old lukewarm feeling off of you. There was Samson with his eyes plucked out and he was walking around and this boy was leading him by the hand. And he was hearing the holler and the cheer and the smell and all the terrible things. Rebbe said, Delilah tried. Can I just a few more minutes? I'm sorry. Delilah had tried over and over and over to find his secret. But one day she found the secret. It was in his hair. 
and shaved his hair off and he was weak as any other man. Can you imagine the burden he was carrying as that little boy was leading him around? And here they come. Now time for Samson. That was pitiful. Sorry. Samson. Ha ha ha. Ha Samson. Hey, isn't that that old boy that went down there to youth camp a few years ago and shouted? Isn't that that young girl that went to youth camp that one year and my, she rejoiced and shouted and, 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 and ran all over the place and hollered and praised God but, 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 but got weak and isn't, isn't that her? Let me just remind the devil this morning, our failures don't determine our destiny. If our name was on the Lamb's book of life, it wasn't put there last night. It wasn't put there youth camp two years ago. It was put there from before the foundation of the world. You didn't put it there, and you can't take it off. There wasn't a man that put it there, and a man ain't got no right to take it off. Let me just go ahead and tell the devil. Remember, said so we've gone beyond criticism. How many knows what criticism is? Let them laugh. Let them criticize. Let them do what they want to. But I want to remind them one thing. Let them laugh. Let them look at us. Let them call us what they want to call us. But because we got representation in another world. One of these mornings, they can call us a holy roller. They can call us a fanatic. They can call us a bookworm and a tapeworm and a message believer. But I guarantee you, if you go all the way with God, God will go all the way with you. And one of these days, they're going to have to call you gone. Because you ain't going to be here. You're going to be gone. Samson began to hear all that. And something began to rise up in him. Young lad, where are you at? Where are you at? And he reached over. And there he was. He said, young man, would you get Samson over there to those two pillars? And he leads him. And he gets over there to those two pillars. And maybe the young lad says, okay, Samson, you're here. And he says, okay, let me get a hold of these two pillars. Let me get a hold of the Old Testament and the New Glory. And he reaches over and gets a hold of that one. Maybe they're laughing at him and saying, Oh, look at this fanatic now. In his weak condition, he's going to go turn on the tape. He's going to turn on the tape. In his weak, he's getting down to pray. And they were laughing. Oh, Oh, Samson, just you're killing us. And in reality, Samson was fixing to. And he gets over there. And he gets a hold of those two pillars. But I can imagine before he reached for that second one, he remembered where his strength was. He remembered where his strength was, where there is no vision that people perish. He remembered where his strength was. And he reached back and remember, so he laid his hand on the back of his head. And he could begin to feel those locks growing back. Glory. And he began to say, it's not over. Oh, come on, church. It's not over. It's not finished. This is not the end. 
I've got a possibility. I've got the power returning on my head. I want you right now. How many can say I've been there where Samson is? I want you to take your hand right now and touch the back of your head. Are you feeling the vision of possibility? Are you feeling it like Samson did when he said, once more, Lord, heal once more. I say this week in church, let this be the day that you catch the vision of possibility. God's not done with you yet. It's not over. Don't throw in the towel. Hear me this morning. This ain't false hope. This ain't false hope. This is not false hope. Oh my, I'm trying to quit. This is not false hope. Because others have failed don't mean you're going to. You look back hundreds of years ago when two men by the name of Wright set out and said man was destined to fly. They got out there, I believe it's Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. They got out there, got that plane all ready, took off, went up, and come back down. Now, do you think today in Atlanta, Georgia, that people are getting on airplanes crying about that? When you get on an airplane, do you get on there and start crying? <gasps> Them two failed. They didn't make it. You wouldn't get off the ground. Time's moved on. Time's moved on. Come on, friends. You're not going to reach your destiny looking at your failures. Paul said, forget those things that are in the past. And press. And press. And press. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. The devil didn't get what he's wanting this morning. He's wanting you to lay down. But we're not going to lay down, devil. We're going to fly. Catch that vision this morning. Catch that vision. Let's bow our heads together. You were destined for this time. You were born for this season. Ambitions. What are you going to do with this message? What are we going to do with this Jesus called Christ? Samson. Hallelujah. Jacob. What are you going to do? Jacob said, I'm going to take my wife and family on the other side of the brook. And then I'm going to go on the other side. No doubt Jacob had it all planned out the way he was going to go and what he was going to do. But the prophet of God said God met Jacob in an unexpected time at an unexpected place and got a hold of him. Remember said he got a hold of God. God got a hold of him. He said, now i got to go back. And Jacob said, you're not going to leave me till you bless me. Jacob got a hold of that angel and said, you're not going to leave me till you bless me. Bless was it financially or prosperity Jacob wanted a change Jacob didn't want a bigger house or a finer car or whatever they would have had back then Jacob wanted a blessing a change you know how Jacob knew he was changed when he left he didn't walk the way out of the garden he walked into Samson got a hold of those two pillars and began to feel the power of God coming back upon him 
What about it this morning, young people? Would there be a Samson among us that would want to slip out of your pew and come down to this altar and find the two pillars of the temple? Find that Old and New Testament. Find that promise of God that he made you so many, many years ago. The promise of the Holy Ghost. The promise of healing. The promise of victory. He's here this morning. God bless you. He's here this morning. Samson, it's not over. It's not time to throw in the towel. Right now, the devil wants you to throw in the towel. It's the front part of these meetings. Right now, the devil wants you to just throw up your hands and say, I've wasted my time and I've wasted my efforts. We've done had two services now and last night was good and the devil just beat me down all last night, so I guess I might as well quit now. That's what the devil wants to hear. But I challenge you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to take the devil's language and I want you to throw it on the ground in front of you. And I want you to begin to stomp that negative testimony. Begin to put that negative idea about your future and about what you're going through under your feet this morning. This message is not a negative message. It's not a negative vision. It's a positive vision. It's a positive message. There's a grace here this morning, Samson. Just as we did the illustration of Brother Tim and I hunting each other. God's hunting you this morning. He's looking for you. How many could raise your hand and say, I feel that pull at my heart. I feel that tug at my soul this morning. I hear that deep call into the deep this morning. Lord, I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to answer you. God bless you, sis. God bless you, brother. Oh, my. Let's just bow our heads together. Maybe some of you ministers could come and help us pray for the people around the altar this morning. There's some Samsons here this morning. There's some Jacobs here this morning. There's some sons and daughters of God that are reaching out for him. Oh, he just wants to see you put forth the effort this morning. God, I trust you. God, I believe you. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we feel you begin to move down into the building, Lord. Lord, I can remember it was an altar like this several years ago, Lord. Lord, when I knelt before you, Lord, in this same building, Lord, and the power of the Holy Ghost was moving. Lord, the spirit of conviction was falling and conversions were taking place. Lord, the devil wants us to just be converted to a new way of thinking or be converted to a new idea of what this message is or a new doctrine or a new standard or something else we can work out on our own. That's what the devil wants us to be converted to. But Lord, I didn't meet just a conversion. I met a person and that was you, Lord. And Father, I can raise my hand and testify from that time until now, I've never been the same. And Lord, here stands my brothers and sisters. Lord, uh, young people, young generation facing this world, Lord. Facing spirits of the enemy that's never been faced before. Dealing with things, oh God, that seem almost impossible to deal with. But Lord, your word is here. The angel of the Lord is in this building. Oh, I command you right now, Satan, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You demon that would try to put your enemies at guard and hold back the children of God. Satan, I adjure you by the power of the living God. Leave their minds and leave their hearts. Leave their emotions and their feelings. 
Satan, you are defeated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that the Holy Ghost will begin to fill vessels this morning. Lord, may they begin to reach back, oh God, and begin to feel those locks growing back on their head. Lord, maybe they did run well and something got in their way or hindered us in some form or fashion. But Lord, we're not going to lay down to it this morning, oh God. We're going to rise above it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant it right now, God. Oh, let's just worship him right now. I know lunch is coming, but let's just put that aside right now. He's here this morning. He's walking the aisles of this building. Is he moving upon your heart? Let him work this morning.